Welcome to the Weird Decom Minnesota Love Channel Podcast. This is the sidecar of the podcast, where we talk about a different Disney Channel original movie every week, going through a different one from the beginning of uh, the uh, beginning of time until now, aka the nineties till now. Time did not exist before the nineties. <laughs> no, no, no. So we get to see, we get to see how the biggest media company on earth caters towards solely children over uh, with a large sample size and a short period of time. We'll see any quality changes and potentially from uh, and potentially we'll see how like, things change. Considering the fact that they are now getting different. We are seeing slight changes now because we're here in a span of sequels now. We have gone from the beginning to see sequels to these movies, Josh. Very yes. weird. I just found out the other day, I, and I messaged you this, Xenon has two sequels. It is a trilogy. And we're going to see how they go. It's Xenon the sequel and then Z3. Z3. <laughs> uh, Can't okay. wait. So if you're new to the podcast or new to us, this is not actually the actual podcast episode. If you want to see their actual main podcast... Go to the uh, audio right before us, or the audio right after this. And what we're doing, right now what we're doing is, this is our attached to our Halloween episode, that just came before this. We do a different digital movie every week because, like I said before, we're seeing how the quality changes and seeing how uh, we're analyzing this journey through media through Disney right now. But also, we're doing this right now as a testing of the, as our own little side things, because before they were in the podcast themselves, and now we're seeing how they're doing on their own. Seeing as if it's better or worse or easier for us or whatever. It might go back to being in the actual main podcast. For now, they're just called Decom Minisodes. And today, we're talking about uh, Halloween Town 2, Calabar's Revenge. And next up is Johnny Tsunami. Josh, can you explain this plot for a second for me? So, Marnie is now a witch. Well, hold on. First recap of the first one. So, uh, this is a sequel. For, first one. A uh, small child wants to go outside for Halloween. Mom says no. Child says, I'm an adult, even though she wasn't. Grandma comes, she says, I have a town that has pumpkins and ghouls and goblins. You want to come with? Sure, says child. Mom still said no, though. Mom still says no. They snuck out and went. But children go with Grandma to magical faraway land. They see skeletons drive taxis and other things. Mommy comes and says, ah, bad, bad Grandma. Uh, Then there's a man there who has the hots for Mom. And it turns out he's a bad man. Um, And he's doing all the bad things because he's horny and wants to get with the mom. Uh, It all ends with them holding hands and humming and he somehow explodes. I forgot about the humming and holy hands. And they all just (laughs) applaud it. They applaud the murder. And now it's been like three Three years. years. It's been three years since the first one. A girl is now witchy powers. uh, And there's a boy. No, it's two years because she was, uh, she said before, uh, uh, 13, I'm an adult in the first one. And this one, she's 15. So never mind. It's been two years. And then boy comes to town, and he's just like, yo, you, you're cute. You want, can you show me your grandma's witchy stuff? And she says, oh, yeah, sure. Why not? Uh, he steals book from her, and now things are going hinky in Halloween Town. And now it's up to her, and her siblings are there, but they're not with her. It's just her and her grandma had to figure it out. And, yeah, it's gray. It's There's faces in blocks. There's, we'll things, that that. Ha- there's things that happen in this movie. If you're watching this before you listen to our podcast before of the first one, what are you doing? First thing I want to say is that now Marnie has magic, like the main girl character. Then they have four-year-old little girl who loves Halloween. And then Dylan was the uh, the male brother before. He was just like, what's going on? I don't believe any of this nonsense. I'm a skeptic. I'm all science. And this one, he's just like, I hate Halloween. I'm older than this. Let me go. Yeah, this one, he's just like, I can't get a girlfriend. (laughs) That's all his whole plot. His whole He keeps trying. And he doesn't get one by the end. He's also not in a lot. but He's like, I'm going to babysit you. Uh, I'm a bad babysitter. <laughs> Don't go to this one place. Take her to this one place. Got it. So, first thing I want to say besides that, Mar- now Marnie has magic. Uh, she, the first one, she didn't really, she was struggling with it, and then the little girl had magic, and she couldn't. It was a fun twist on that. But and then, now it's just, she now has magic. Because they were like, oh, wait, we want to keep her as the main character. Let's and now it's magic. been two years, so why not? 
So yeah, you, you mentioned before how the boy at this Halloween party at their house comes over with his, with this also cool leather jacket. And of course, leather jacket equals bad guy. What's weird is he's not British, but his dad is British. Yeah. It's weird. Also, his dad's dead. His dad is dead because his dad is Calabar. Calabar went boom after they hummed. I will say in the party scenes and stuff in the house, there's a nice lighting. It's, it feels halloween More halloween than the first one. But yeah, the bad cropping from the first movie is back again, and I don't get why Disney Plus did that. The boy that Marty meets, he's new in town. Let's just let's have a hum, fun little hookup time. And it's really weird because he says to her, let me see your grandma's room, basically. And it's so creepy because, let me see it. I want to go in there. Can I go in there? I'm like, what the fuck? Calm down. But she's like, sure. He's like, not right a flag. I'm into grannies. Like, it, it sounds like really weird, doesn't it? Look, her, his dad said, I hope you like lime. Green is my favorite color. There's a context for it, and we'll get to that. The teenage boy, he, his dad isn't his actual dad, because his dad's Calabar, who is dead. dead. Also, this guy, his kid's name is Cal. Calabar named his son Cal. What a pretentious fuck. So he created a fake dad to go to the party to, play, to be like, oh, I was my dad at this party, because we're new in town. And the dad's made out of frogs. Yes. And he is a pile of frogs come to life as a human. He goes to a Halloween party dressed as a frog, and everything that he does or eats or drinks or anything has to be green, because frog. I also think it's funny that they did the same thing that Sky High did at the party. Uh, the villain, who proposes as a teenager, comes in and then says, Hey, can I come see your, your parents or your, your fa- older family member's thing in their secret lair? Yeah, sure, let's go there. I want to be with you. Don't ruin Sky High for me. Isn't it weird? They did the same thing. Exact same night. plot point. But Sky High had fun with it. This one is just like, oh, I guess let's make a monsters. I have here, ordinary equals bad. Possible theme of movie. Was I correct? No. Wasn't I, though? I think it's kind of... Mm, it literally changed everyone in Halloween Town to being normal, and they no, turned no, they them changed gray. bland people. Like, they want people to have, like, be yourself, be creative, be weird. I think it's a bit more, more yeah. of a theme. Ordinary equals bad. Okay. Uh, sure. Bibliomagic. Book magic. Yeah, the name of the, the spell book is Bibliomagica. Book magic. Cool. Biblio means book in numerous languages, but fine. Marnie, don't talk to strangers. They might steal your grandma's book. <laughs> uh, I will say also, the, the Cal, the, the teenage horny boy who's after the, the, the evil man, uh, says to Marnie, So, your mom's the boss, huh? Yeah, that's how moms work? Like, what? what is your parent dynamic? Oh yeah, you don't have a dad. Never yeah. mind. D- dead dad trope. You can't have a Disney movie without a parent being dead. And then, of course, Arnie or Dylan said, we should, we should have a stranger there for all our family conversations. Because they got what they wanted. Because a stranger... So, this movie's really weird. It really is. Uh, that that makes sense because... I'm kind of surprised it didn't fast-track this sooner. Because, like, this came out three years after the original. Yeah. Like, you think that they would have fast-tracked the sequel as soon as they could. Marnie, the the small girl, and Dylan, or small girl's name... Um, are talking to them all about, like, hey, we need to go to Halloween Town to help save Halloween Town from this gray virus thing that's happening. It's, take, it's making everything in the place weird, black and white, grayscale, and bland. Taking all the pumpkins, making them into rocks and stuff. Oh, no. Because the fake frog dad is there, and they can hear us, he's like, oh, yeah, no problem. And it makes it so there's more pressure on the mom to be agreeable. Mm-hmm. Also, the mom is really horny this movie for this, for this frog man, and it's very funny. Yeah. It's, it's very weird. I just have an all caps, head in the trees. 
Whenever Horny Boy would project himself on, like, the walls or lamps or things, like, his head would just appear out of nowhere. But the best time he projected himself was uh, in when they got to Halloween Town. There was the pumpkin that used to be there. is now this giant cinder block cube. Yeah. And his face just appears on it. And I wrote on there, Zordon from Power Rangers, is that you? And it was funny, in that, in that same scene, he calls Marnie a naughty girl. So I wrote, Zordon called Marnie a naughty girl. I don't like that. Zordon, don't call anyone naughty, please. Also, um, the villain's da- fake dad, Frogman, looks like if Adrian Brody and Adam Driver somehow had a love child, and it had the same voice as, like, General Hux. It works too well! We, we love it. Also, the great quote that says, As goes the jack-o'-lantern, so goes Halloween Town. What an ominous thing to say, Ooh. and how does a pumpkin power your town? It's best to not ask these questions. This the, pumpkin doesn't even, the pumpkin doesn't power the town anyway. One of my biggest complaints in this movie, there's a lot of exposition. Like, more than there sh- should be. There's just times where the movie just has to halt, and the characters just have to explain what the hell is going on in so many scenes. Also, here's a fun thing. I wrote down Dylan, the, the, the male brother person. Not only does he have a diary, his password is Iron Man. That shows you how nerdy he was. That's great. But also, why does he have a diary? Why does he have a password? What diary had a password? The, you know, remember those Oh, the little, yeah, the commercials. Yeah, yeah, those commercials for the diaries that, like, you would have to say a word uh, to open it up. I also wrote Dylan isn't as funny now, because he just, he doesn't care at all in this movie. Yeah. Actor does not, he was way funnier before. I think, I think in the fourth one, he's recast with the uh, Sharpay's brother um, from High School Musical. That's amazing. My thing with the spell is, when they go to her house, her grandma's house, the inside of the house is all gray and boring, but the outside is normal. Like, it's not, it's not gray and boring. Why does it affect the inside, but not the outside? It's, it's spreading weirdly. That doesn't make sense! So, Calabar's son, Cal, yes, the horny one, um, I guess they're both horny, the horny teen one, who wants, also, he wants Marnie. He wants her legitimately to create a dynasty of weird magic children. His plan is the same as Magneto's in X-Men 1, a turn the whole world into mutants, but it's that with turn everyone into monsters. But also, fuck this teenager. It's so weird. It's it's a bit weird. But hold on, it gets weirder. So that that spell, he creates a spell on the on all Halloween Town, making things. It's called the Gray Spell. It turns everything gray and bland and boring. But it's inconsistent what happens with it. It really is inconsistent, like a lot of the time. I love it when they're checking the grandma's house to find the book for to reverse the spell. They just check the kitchen and they check the living room. There's That's an it. entire house to check, but they only check those two areas. They check the couch for three times. Yeah, and then they speed up the footage, because comedy! <laughs> it just, it, we did laugh, but for the wrong reason. Yeah, for the wrong reason. Also, if anyone here has watched the show Shark Tank, there's a weird sound in that. I can probably find it and put it, put it in the audio right here. So then that whole thing... That sound is used in this movie a ton of times. Yeah. It's uncomfortable. Like, why are you just trying to copy Shark Tank now? But they, they didn't copy Shark Tank. Shark, Shark Tank came, came out after this. Oh, uh, you're right. Shark what? Tank stole from Halloween Town 2. I love this note. Uh, poor kid. Even his mom doesn't give a shit he can't get a girlfriend. Because this is back in the party uh, where I think his mom asks him, like, uh, oh, are you going to go to the aunt's? And he said, oh, no, she turned me down. She said, like, oh. And then continues talking to, to the dad. Yep. I also want to say that the effects aren't always bad. They just make me uncomfy. Harry Potter stole the fireplace effect. The face in the fireplace. Yes. So, at one point, his face appears in a fire, just like Sirius Black's does in one of the fi- fifth one? The fourth one was the first time, then the fifth one. Right. Back and forth on what's outside and inside. Remember that conversation where they were like, oh, we're outside, but now we're inside. But it's outside still, and it's inside. You remember that at all? Yeah. 
And then it's just like, now time travel. Yeah, yeah, literally there's there's only outside and inside. I know, time travel. Oh, racist costume time? So, at one point, Dylan decides to dress up as a Mexican man. Vague Mexican man? He wears uh, um, a poncho and a sombrero and his maracas. It's like, it's like okay. Oh, the, the 90s. It was the early 2000s. It was like 2001, I think. Oh, that hurts more. So at one point, also, the mom, who had been there for Halloween one, Halloween Town 1, didn't feel like it was more plausible that a warlock stole the book. She was just like, why are you lying to me? It's just like, why are you not believing your children? She was told numerous times, this warlock boy stole this magic book. No, someone stole it who was a wizard. And she's like, that's not possible. Could never happen to me. This is not true. And that's nonsense, because you just helped kill a man with magic humming two years ago in a weird Halloween world. You know your daughter's a witch. How does this... Why is this a question to you? Not saying, hmm, maybe. Anyway, that's weird. So there's a garbage man in this movie. By garbage man, I mean a man who literally is a I think, troll or goblin. It's it's just like you lose something and it appears in his house, which is a fun, which is a fun idea, but... His performance in this is fascinating. It's the best performance, though. Because it's, he, when he's gray, he talks like, oh, I need my socks. But every time he spoke, it haunted my soul a bit. So right here. I sold the raft at the, uh, the yard sale. That's how he sounds. Gort is my favorite character in the movie when he's black and white. Because he is nonsense and talks like some weird man. Who has a weird mission about socks and laundry. Every time it cuts back to him, he's just folding more socks. I think it's time we talk about the time travel. Yeah, so they are inside this place, and then we're trapped by a magic spell saying they cannot go outside or inside. And their solution was, we can go outside, we can't go inside. Their solution is time travel. I know a time travel spell. What? Okay. And... You th if you think Endgame's time travel is nonsense, this is even more nonsense. The introduced time travel and the specific time changes because of their inflection on the spell. Yeah. They decide where to go, not by saying something differently, by literally just saying the word in a slightly different way. Different way. And it's just like, they they travel back to like prehistoric times, they travel back to like a few minutes ago, but then like eventually they travel back to the time when they want to, but they have no idea when they're actually going to. It's the worst kind of time travel there is. <laughs> And then when it didn't work out right, they went through a time tunnel. In this man's closet, he had, oh, this is the timeline. He's a coincidence like, we have here. Here's all of time. There's, there's This movie is full of coincidences. It's just like, I can't figure it out. Actually, I have this thing that is the exact thing that we need. Oh, well, thank In you. In my closet is literally a dimension of just time travel. But, but that's after they, they keep fucking with him and just like time travel like his face and like do all sorts of... No, they keep changing him back and forth from gray to color. They figure out what the gray spell is. What so is the, word? the word is apart. A P A R T is the grip. So if anyone just says the word, anyone if anyone just says apart, they turn someone into gray and bland. That's a terrible idea for a spell. But then they say trappa and they turn back to normal. What kind of spell is that to be just so simple? Why is that the grace spell? Why is it a spell at all? Why is it a spell? That's a random. That's a it good, doesn't seem like it was a spell at first. That's the thing. That's just a useful word to have. Also, yeah, there's a goblin friend. We haven't talked about him enough. Oh yeah, the goblin kid from the first one that was mean to Marnie, uh, he's back, but now he's, he's a good guy. Well, because he just, he wanted to be helpful. Yeah. And he doesn't look goblin enough, he did look, he looked more goblin in the first one. This one he just kind of has some ears, I think. Like, it doesn't look, he just, oh, you look just like a normal 16 year old. Okay. You just have more moles than normal. When Cal is back in the real world, he's back in the main world in this giant Halloween party, where he's trying to turn everyone into monsters, 
You have not seen Josh, the, the Scooby-Doo Adventures ghost. No. But he stands on the rafters with the book in his hand that gives the exact same vibes. I will show you pictures in a minute while you keep talking. Uh, yeah, the, my problem with them introducing time travel in this movie is they can solve all Every their problem. problems if they just go back in time to a certain point. That's all they have to do. My prediction for that is that it only does the year and not the actual time or day. I, I don't know. They don't ever ex- actually explain the rules of how this time travel works. It just works for however they want the plot to go. At the high school uh, Halloween dance party thing, the mom finds out the frogman is in fact a frogman, and she just changes him back into a pile of frogs in front of everyone, but no one notices. It's very odd. You haven't seen Interstellar yet, but this whole concept of the time the time door and things like that and going back and forth through time, Interstellar stole that. And I'm not going to explain how, because I want you to see the movie, but they stole it, and no one has a hack for it. This is a very weird war look. He wants to fuck a teenage girl. He's also a teenager, but he wants to have sex there, make babies, make a dynasty of the crumb. What did I say? Crumb? I don't know what it is. His, his whole plot and his whole goal in this movie uh, turn, is. He has two goals. Turn everyone in the real world into monsters as well. Yes. Because uh, it was. What was it? Halloween Town was. He was mad not that big Halloween enough. Town exists. Because they were trapped there. Like, that, the idea is that like, all the monsters and stuff were separated and not like. Yeah. And then the grandma's like, no, we all chose to have our own place Which to live. Which is a similar idea to the Spirit World Lunch of Chorus book two. Yeah. Of keeping them all the weird stuff separately that we everyone can live peacefully. Yeah. Grandma was just like, this is a peace thing. He's just like, nah, now I'm going to turn all the Halloween people into normal people and all the normal people into Halloween people and see how they like it. It's Which, very weird. Which is just like, wouldn't his idea work better to cause chaos just to like open the doorway between Halloween Town and the real world? No, that's... But then, also, well, most of the ghosts and monsters are nice. They don't want you to hurt you. Yeah, but so, then the normal people would be like, "Ah, monster, murder!" It's so weird. This movie does have more of a plot than the first one. Yeah, so I'm giving, more, a, I'm giving it a yay as a sequel because it does build in the world a bit more. But we do get less actual Halloween Town. Yeah, and I want to see that weird. The best part of the first one was the fun costumes and sets and stuff. We don't get get as much here. Yeah. I think that if Disney ever decided to reboot this, which give them time, they probably will. I think if they give it the right budget and actually like really have fun with it, it could be something like really memorable. Because people mostly remember this just because of nostalgia from when they watched it as a kid. Overall, the plots of so far these two movies, they're nothing that amazing. It's like it's not a scary Halloween movie. It just It has it, fun, spooky vibes. Yeah. I think if they don't do it as like a Disney Channel movie, but they actually give it a budget, it could work. And actually get writers... There's a lot of fun and core ideas in the, in the series so far that I think would be really cool in a big budget movie. Mm. I was curious how the brother's character is going to either continue evolving or devolving uh, as the series continues. Because so far in this movie, he's just there. The little sister also doesn't have a personality anymore either. I mean, she didn't really have one in the first one either. But she was more mysterious because she had weird magic that she could, could, couldn't yeah. control yet. That was fun to see. He is in this party, standing on rafters, holding a spellbook, looking down at everyone. I wanted him to shout some big like thing like that. I was yeah. like... I am Calc, son of Calipar. I, I would have loved it if he had tried doing that, but the music was too loud so no one could hear him. <laughs> Excuse me, turn that down. <laughs> he hops on the stage and starts giving a speech and telling what's happening. It's kind of just weird nonsense. Yeah. But then at the end, after everyone is transformed back to normal, they don't remember that what happened. They, their memory is just like, oh, okay, let's, let's no, no, dance. No, no, what I think happened is the same thing Gravity Falls into Weird McGinn. I told you about this before. Yeah, What I think... It's that they're all... If you have not seen Great Falls uh, Season 2 at the very end, spoilers for like one second, I guess. Yeah. I don't know spoilers. Weird stuff happens. At the end, they're all towns like, I declare us as a law to not remember us or talk us ever again. 
Agreed! Because people don't want that trauma in their lives of, I was turned into a monster for a few hours, for an hour, or a few minutes yeah. over. That's really weird to say. But also, that smell was very inconsistent on, like, who, who it affected. Because, like, it affected people wearing masks of things, but then it also affected people that weren't wearing masks. Like, the girl that the brother uh, had the hots for, she was she was dressed up as a vampire. She had, like, makeup on and stuff. And it didn't yeah, and, but she wasn't wearing a mask. But then, like, the mom had a mask put on her, and she got transformed into a weird demon goblin. And she's... So Dylan, the kid, had hot for this girl. It was like, I want to be with you. I'm trying to ask you out, but like, I'm failing because I'm a loser. And when she turns into a vampire, she's like, I want to suck you. And that's verbatim what she said. <laughs> and it's just like, that is not appropriate for this, but okay. Rated TVG, I guess. <sighs> yay? I'll give it a yay. Anyway, thank you all for listening to this podcast. This is our Halloween episode a month late. Um, it's fine. This one's just a little late, and it's supposed to be it's supposed to come out at the same time, but whatever. Also, Josh, uh, where can they find you? Uh, the Twitter is at J underscore Rudy 28, Instagram, J underscore Rudy 16, and on YouTube at Josh Rudolph. You can find me on Twitter at The Theater Nerd. You also can find me on TikTok at that. Uh, Nerd and Theater, I think is what I'm called. Um, and also, uh, I run the Nerd Talk Productions accounts for everything, so you can find us on Instagram at Nerd Talk Productions. You can find us on Twitter at nerdtalk underscore prod. And tweet at us there. And tweet at us with hashtag geekspeakpod. And we will address your questions, comments, concerns, any of that on the podcast. Or you can email us at nerdtalkproductionsyt at gmail.com. And we will address any questions on the podcast. Thank you for listening. And go to the next podcast. Bye!